Hello everyone and Happy New Year. Episode 4 of the Sadia Speaks podcast is with Lisa, one of the most inspirational women in the digital world who changed her life around by setting up a successful digital agency. After building up a lot of experience in the digital world, Lisa and her business partner Sarah set up the charity DigiLearning. DigiLearning aims to support young people in navigating their dreams and goals through the digital space. They help so many young people, myself included, by delivering workshops, networking and mentoring sessions and so much more. Please stay tuned as Lisa shares all her social media handles as well as her contact details so if you ever need support, you can reach out to her. Now sit back and enjoy this interesting and truly inspiring interview with Lisa. Good evening Lisa, how are you doing today? I am very well, getting ready for the um, holiday break. <laughs> yeah, and how, how has that been so far? Uh, it's been interesting. We've had to um, evolve some of our Christmas ideas. So we haven't uh, been able to go to ice skating and things like that with my mm. children. So but we've got like an elf visiting social distancing and he's going to come and do social like magic tricks. Um, to be honest, I'm not um, I, I'm not Christian or, you know, so I don't wholeheartedly, you know, go into it. But I love um, the Christmas lights and the Christmas tree and everything that that comes along. So with the kids, it's been fun. Yeah, we've been we've been working it out and spending a lot of time on the Xbox, but a physical Xbox, so lots of dancing. <laughs> That's very, very nice. I think um it's just nice to really hear that you're you're using this time to spend you know with your with your children and time is, is so special and it's something that they're going to remember growing up they're going they're going to remember these special moments um so yeah that's really really nice to hear um i'm really excited to be recording this episode with you and to dive in straight away i want to ask you about the beginning of your journey in into the digital uh will so how did you start working in the digital industry and what was that experience like? So um, I think I was really intrigued when I was at college. I didn't do very well at school. I only had one GCSE, so one C, because I had a very difficult upbringing um, in poverty. So I then went into university, which was a digital degree. I was very lucky to get on the course and it was just amazing. You got to do coding, uh, 3D animation, sound editing. It was just the best course ever. I came um, out, finished, I got a first class degree. I sat at the class every single day. I loved just learning. And um, I remember we, we finished university. It was a dot-com crash and there were no jobs. And luckily when I was at university, I'd started creating my own digital agency. So I was working, producing websites um, for some footballers, which were paying very well because they have a lot of money um, and some estate agents. And they were the people that were going online because there wasn't, not everyone was rushing to go online. Not Most people didn't believe in online. So it was really funny because when you started seeing websites on on like big adverts, you used to get really excited and go, oh my gosh, there's a website address on the advert. You know, it's so different to what it is now, but the excitement of that industry and the way it evolved, I just loved it. And my first introduction to digital was probably as a kid and being around my uncle and my dad. And my dad was quite like, he was really, he used to do cars and um, recondition classic cars. And I think, um, playing with like engines and that and watching him grow up 
doing that was really good for me in terms of being a girl as well a woman um and seeing you know different stuff of uh, what men do and i think if girls were exposed to um a computer and you know given that to play with as, as young girls instead of maybe a doll it might uh, it would it would help us think in a really engineering way and I was very as well lucky my uncle he um, had like a robot arm and I just was intrigued by this digital space but yeah going back to my digital agency I had that we cr I created it with Sarah actually who um, I founded Digi Learning with um, and then Sarah went and got a job. I went and got a job. My dad's come back in my life before that, actually. I went traveling for a little while. Sarah went and got a job. I went and got a job. We got we were on very low wages. We were the only people in our university course to actually go into digital because it was so bad trying to get a job. All of them sort of gave up. They were like, you know, is this really is the digital world actually worth anything? Are you going to get paid? So it was really funny times. And now look at it. And then I went on to work for some brilliant people. Um, there was a guy uh, who had, he, he had like this yacht magazine. So we worked with like the Sunseeker yacht website. So I built their website, which is a phenomenal yacht company. Um, I worked with this guy, Dan Wagner, who built boo.com software which was this uh, shop software these these this boo.com spent millions and millions on this software just before the dot-com crash and when the dot-com crash crashed um happened he they ended up selling their their technology for cheap and Dan was very lucky to buy the technology. So he slimlined it and he put it like a shop in a box. So it was uh, e-commerce technology and we had like Panasonic, Mothercare, uh, Ted Baker, all of these companies. And it was their first introduction again to online um, selling. So no one was selling online then. It was like this first thing. It was, you know, all of my industries that I've been in actually are like these first things, but they're really cool and it's really exciting. And there was like six guys in an office that then built this amazing company. So then I went off um, and had my daughter and then came back and um, got investment for an idea. So he, it's, and I took it to Dan and it was for a quarter of a million quid and it was one pitch I did to him and he actually gave it to me and I couldn't believe it and I thought it was amazing and I was jumping up and down. But what I didn't realise was Dan, um, Dan was a typical, um, male shark in terms of you know out there for the kill and to grab businesses because that's what a lot of lot of the world does is um around money and grabbing businesses and he was very much that way inclined but i learned so much from him and that's when i went off and set up um digiwoo because we started we had 11 blogs two shopping portals that's what we built with dan and then um I started seeing social media being this really cool thing. And I was like, this is amazing. I want to do, um, I want to create one of the first agencies in social media. So I did that and I've had that digital agency ever since. So yeah, I love digital. It's, um, I think it's the most amazing space in terms of what you can achieve, your network, your friends, if used in the right way, what you can learn. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think what's so special about your story is that you know, it's just, you you picked something that, that a lot of people were unsure about. Um, it was very unpopular at the time. So you had, you were like persistent, but you, you, you stayed at it and look where you, you're at now, look where social media is at now. And just like the knowledge, um, the knowledge and the experience that you have is so, it's just, it's so cool. And I think it's so important because it's, 
there's just that life lesson there where it just goes to show like nothing is ever easy at the at the beginning and um it's easy for you to just kind of like give up but if you if you carry on if you stay consistent if you carry on like traveling on that same path you will later on go to see like what that could kind of bring for you and the doors that can open up but if you just kind of like give up you might be missing out on something that like you you just never know so I think that was something that that came to me whilst you were whilst you were speaking and I kind of wanted to ask you about you know the barriers that you experienced so firstly you said that you know growing up it, it was a bit of a difficult time growing up um, but you were still able to go to university um, and probably after that as well there came a lot of barriers so I want you to just tell me a bit about that as well. Yeah gosh um, I've had so many barriers I grew up on the council estate um, in southeast London and we were the poorest so you know there's poor on council estates lots of people don't have money that's why you're on in a council property but there's many levels of poverty so some people have got jobs and they're doing quite well but you know it's a reasonable housing um, price and then other people are on rock bottom and we were rock bottom so we had no money we had no food no electric we had no carpet we had no you know I'll our walls weren't painted um, in most rooms. We was allowed to do most things. My mum had mental health issues. And, you know, growing up as a kid, you used to get called names all the time. And actually, I didn't realise we were poor until the kids point it out to you and call you names. And then you do realise you're poor. And I think um, when I was really young, I actually, I was very aggressive and very angry. And also being a young female, I really was... Um, I was a bit angry with the world because I just felt that women were told no in a lot of respects. I remember going into the headmaster's office at about nine and saying, well, why can't girls play football? I just didn't get it. I just didn't understand why women were treated so differently to men. And I and now I know it's because we're, we've got superpowers and, you know, they need to be careful. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the barriers because of being a woman were really, really, um, really, really hard. And I remember actually, because I was strong and I, I wouldn't ha take no for an answer. I, I remember young boys slapping me in my face a couple of times. <laughs> and that was the, because I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't take no. And they're like, who's this girl think she is? And this was, you know, I'm um, 41 now. So it was quite some years ago, although I don't think much has changed to be honest. Um, and then, going into university I remember being so scared because you know my best friend's mum who encouraged me to go university also said maybe you should consider getting elocution lessons and only because she was protecting me and thinking about um you know the way society is and I'm so glad I didn't ever get elocution lessons but I understood exactly where she was coming from because in a lot of ways it probably has held me back um and I'm pretty I I find very often people go oh what do you do as an occupation and oh who do you work for and they always always say who do you work for or not what do you do so it's always who do you work for and then when I say I've got my own business and I've got my own charity and they're just like oh well and it's so interesting seeing people's reactions because I'm a little bit glam and I wear you know a red lipstick and I might wear a headband and people automatically and the way I talk just by the way I talk, so being a female 
and the way I talk has um, held me back, maybe um, in some ways, but then I also I think it's massively pushed me forward in other ways. So there's a, there's a double edged um, sword in that. And I think um, when it's pushed me forward, it's for the right times. When it's held me back, it's for me to take a learning from that and go, right, what am I going to do? Um, and I think when I was around 30 and I started getting these amazing women around me and just believing in me and like pushing me forward and helping me believe in myself and now I'm at this stage in life where I've just got these and it is I'm like I wish it was more men I really do my dad is amazing and yes he's like my Buddha and I'll go and talk to him and you know he gets me calm but it's the women in my life that lift me uh, push me and um, help me not see barriers you know and actually now I love it if someone tells me no or, you know, puts me down or I don't love it, but I, I, I get, um, I use it as a way of um, building myself up and making me beat that, making me, you know, reach beyond that. If someone tells me I can't do anything, I'm like, yeah, watch and see. <laughs> I love to hear that. And yeah, it's funny how we call them barriers because, um, you know, they come as challenges. You know, I think. I do see that as well now when I look back um, in, my, um, in my journey, I look back and I'm like, okay, like that acted as a barrier, but you you were, you know, able to, to come around it. And so was it really a barrier or did it come as a, as a challenge? Um, did it come as a lesson? So it's very, very, it's very, very funny. It's like how you, how you see it and, and, and how we see it as well. Um, thank you for that. So the next question I have for you is, what does success mean to you? Um, success means to me um, being around people I um, love and care for. Um, I think it's all of the people in my life, all of the people that cross my path that help me live a fruitful life. Um, I think that the society has to get away from this success is money. Yeah, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I love a pair of nice shoes. <laughs> I've got a nice car, I've got stuff, but stuff, this stuff that society's got connected with is all wrong. It's all about uh, relationships and um, people for me. And um, if they're all happy and I'm in a good place, then that's everything. And I think it was June Tarpong also said to me, what do you want to be remembered for when you, you're gone and you leave and you part this world that we're in? And I was just like um, helping really and looking out for people. And if I can help people and help them lift themselves and realize their potential, for me, that's everything. If that's one young person that we can help, you know, um, make it happen, which there's going to be so many more than one, but you know, um, we, yeah, that's it. I, I feel like I've, I'm successful. I, I'm in a really good place. Yeah, I, I definitely, I can definitely relate to that. I think success, I think people look at it differently depending on, you know, where, where you are at and maybe the age and also it comes down to a lot of things, but ultimately I think the same as well I think success for me is, is very very similar um, if, if I'm doing well and my family are doing well as well I think sometimes it might be you know after a challenge I'm able to overcome an obstacle that 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 might mean success for me because you know I had to kind of strive through it it didn't come easily but also like you said just relationships you know I know that 
it means a lot to me if my my parents are, are happy and they're proud of me that means a lot it means a lot to me if you know just the people around me are doing well and I'm doing well as well and we're just on the same wavelength so it's very very similar to you as well yeah um okay let's move on to the next question which is um the story behind DigiLearning oh well coming from where I came from um being a young person growing up in poverty um I think society looks on people that grow up in a certain situation or are from a particular background and sort of, you know, pigeonhole them and push them back. And I think also when you're from those types of background, because you can't see to what you can be, there's no one around you um, that you think, oh my gosh, let me aspire to that. Like, you know, when you're from a wealthy background, people are doctors, people are um, lawyers, people own businesses, and you know, Fred's uncle um, James can give you work experience. And when, when you grow up on a council estate, it just doesn't happen like that. Um, and it's really important that actually all of those that these young people realise that it's a superpower. That actually, when you when you work, when you come from such privilege, when you come from money and get things thrown at you, you of course you can create stuff. I mean that's easy peasy. But when you live in you know maybe um, the middle of Mumbai in um you know in a, one of the poorest areas in the world and you pull something together and you manage to get a job that's ridiculous level of achievement and um i think in society the way we measure measure things like that is all wrong and we really need to rethink about um yeah how we pigeonhole people and how we hold people back uh it's a huge huge problem and digi learning you know, came from that really, because I think um, like Stormzy's of the world, uh, you know, these amazing artists and these amazing footballers that have got through those spaces. And the reason why they've got through those spaces, because we've made young people realise that those spaces are really, really, you know, achievable for them. If they work hard, they can get them. And we've not taught them that actually to be the CEO of Nike, if you work hard, you can get that. You know, you can be on 14 million pound a year because that's what these CEOs get paid or HP's CEO that's on 29 million pound a year. Now, when you grow up in uh, my sort of background, you, you didn't even you thought you could get 10 pounds an hour. And that was brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, when I started charging consultancy, I remember charging 14 100 pounds for a day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, 1400. You know, I couldn't believe I could even charge that. I didn't know my worth and that is the problem with um, young people growing up for that so about six years ago I got to be part of the marketing academy and they take uh, 30 people from around the country who are like uh, companies like Mars you know Tesco's HP all of the big companies all the big brands and they take a couple of people as um, entrepreneurs and it's this amazing program you go for a year you do like boot camps you do all of these sessions with some brilliant speakers and uh, there was this uh, brilliant lady called Penny Ferguson and she she does a, a course called uh, 
living the living leader and during the living leader you get to look at vision boarding and goals and all of those things and it was then I started really realizing as well after everyone had shared their stories and everyone's going oh my god your story is so amazing and I was like what do you mean it's just my story like what is so amazing but obviously they just couldn't they couldn't even relate to me because they never knew what it was like to have no food they never knew what it was like to see their mum you know mental health issues or anything like that so they were really really sweet and it was then I started realizing like I really wanted to do something for young people I had already been helping women a lot so I did like talks um I'd also gone to schools or always gone to schools and sort of shared my um story and not ever to get sympathy for me to get young people to realize their superpower so then at the marketing academy sort of like start writing down you know what's your vision in a few years and my vision was like to write a book and maybe to set up a charity and do something with young people and then that slowly progressed because me and Sarah started looking at the space we both had young um, children about five and six uh, it was five five years ago we both had children at the same time uh, she had twins I had my um, my little one Sophia and we started looking at the space and going what are they teaching young people what are they teaching kids what are they doing about digital and the more we started looking into it, it was just like this is ridiculous so we wrote some um, like kids books some junior books and then we started doing some um, courses as well um, and from that it's just grown so a year ago we was like before that we was giving away our time for free so we was doing a lot of stuff for free we still are don't get me wrong but um we created the charity beginning of november last year and we started getting in some funds as well which we've been very very um careful not to spend because we know that the current situation um with what it's like we try and you know keep everything down to a minimum and we're lucky me and sarah that's why digital is so phenomenal because we can actually do so much you know i built all the websites i designed all those websites you know I, I, that is the freedom um it gives you yeah honestly i think it's it's such a inspiring and powerful story and i just want to go back to how it was just so funny to hear how like you didn't know how special your story was like you couldn't see that and other people were kind of tell you like oh my gosh and, and you couldn't you can see that but like once you kind of i feel like once you kind of realized you kind of took that on board with you and you set up this amazing charity and and i've you know I've attended some of the workshops that you that you you put on now being part of the DigiRise um the DigiRise program that is something else and I feel like I don't think you I don't think you realize how much you really are impacting young people and just just changing their lives you know I was speaking to I was speaking to my, my, my brother which is also part of the program and we were just so so happy and we feel so so grateful to be part of a program program like this and just to come across you and Sarah because now we have mentors you know um we know that we have people that believe in us and that are, are backing us you know along the way and, that, and sometimes that's for a young person does need for somebody to tell them like listen you've got this idea you can do it or just ask ask them questions that allow them to get to where they need to be that's one but also just like um the other part of it like mentoring that's probably like one of the biggest uh investments you can you can give to yourself but when you're giving that to young people that is just truly special because now like like i said they can be guided 
um, a lot of young people feel lost and they just need somebody with more experience to just tell them, okay, this is, you know, this is where you need to go or this is what you need to do research on. So it is truly, truly inspiring. And I think we do need more, we do need more people like yourself that are able to see, you know, the value that you have and see, you know, that that's purposeful and you can give that out to other people. And I think that's where the impact is much, much greater there, you know? So yeah, thank you for sharing your um, your story with us. And I really do hope that after this, a lot of the listeners can go check out DigiLearning and just see all of the amazing workshops that you're doing. You, you mentioned um, vision boards and like goal setting and using that myself, I see how powerful that is and we actually had one workshop on vision boards it was so funny because I think it must have been like a couple a couple of weeks after I had created my own vision board for like the next five years yeah um and I was like yeah it, it does work like writing your goals down works like creating a vision in your mind works as well of like what that goal looks like sometimes um even if you can get to that uh, space where you can imagine what that goal achieving that goal feels like as well like this is stuff that you know a lot of a lot of young people don't know about but it's like just just knowing about that might be able to help them out a lot because it's like now you're getting your goals down on a, on a piece of paper you're acknowledging them so now you're able to actually identify opportunities that maybe before you wouldn't have been able to identify but opportunities that will ultimately allow you to reach that goal allow you to achieve that goal or just take you in the right direction so it's just amazing things amazing things thank you so much lisa um so i'm gonna move on to this to one of the last questions now which is you know why is it important that young people are digitally digitally sorry digitally competent especially those that do aspire to be influencers and entrepreneurs well, it gives you um, freedom to do anything. You can teach yourself absolutely anything. And, you know, years ago to create a business, you'd have to, you'd have to do so much more. Gosh, when I was a kid to be able to put together a business, to get the logo created, to get a flyer created, to then distribute it, to find a premises, to get people to contact you. Now you can, you can run it all off of this. You can use, um, Google Sheets, you can use Google Docs to do all of your admin. You can then use Canva to design your logo, to build decks, to do, they just bought, introduced mood boards as well, which is really cool. I messaged Sarah the other day and said, Sarah, <laughs> go and, because we, uh, to, like you said, having the vision and doing mood boards, it's just so weird. I never, you know, as a kid, I never had that. And then, as I said, when I got on the marketing academy to do that, and then actually see that at the end of the year you're like oh my gosh that happened and even this year was a really weird year but oh my gosh it did actually start coming together and all right I didn't get to go to all of the countries I wanted to go to Barbados New York but that's okay that can wait and that can come in next year's and this is obviously with we can't travel but they were you know the significant parts of creating our amazing program and it being successful and really helping digi learning rise is um what's needed but yeah in terms of in, ter in terms of digital skills they are just everything to me in terms of giving you freedom you can um reach and you can create a video in two minutes you know and if you can't create any of that 
there's videos to show you how to, or there's sites like fiverr.com that are reasonable and cheap enough to be able to um, create it. You can, I didn't have a black book either. So, you know, I didn't have all of these contacts that I was able to reach out to, to get me places or get me, get doors opened. So what I did, I used social media and I was passionate and I spoke about particular spaces, you know, like I spoke about the digital space with such passion. Everybody knows me for that. If, even when I couldn't afford to go to events when I first started my business because the tickets were £500 a time, I looked like I was at the event because I watched the Twitter feed and I joined in conversation and people were like, Lisa, are you here? And I was like, no, but I'm, I'm, because you still learn, you still learn from all of that and people are sharing like cool case studies and all of that stuff but you know when I was a kid as well we I used to live in the library obviously we were extremely poor you know we tried to stay out of the house as much as possible because that's how we were and I was so lucky there was a library around the corner and I used to sit in there all the time and me that was my first introduction to a computer actually you could um we searched for books and you used to just go and find them and that was really exciting for us as kids but I remember when I studied computing they had no books on computing and you now you don't need to go and find a book on computing if you wanted to you could go on amazon and you could read the first five pages of a hundred books anyway there's free ebooks everywhere there's amazing podcasts like yours like the information out there is phenomenal and for you to find your niche and home in on it um and it's something that somebody said to me a little while back was um and later on in life i found out my cousin was um sir richard needham the elder kilmory it's a long story i didn't find him until i was 32 but he's an amazing man and he said to me um lisa uh, you need to find your niche and his niche was Margaret Thatcher's cabinet and he focused on Asia when he was in Margaret Thatcher's cabinet but um, you know he really he made me think obviously I definitely didn't want to be in Margaret Thatcher's cabinet because I'm definitely not a conservative voter but let's not go there but I definitely um, thought I he, he had a thing he he, um, he knew what he was talking about and that was my thing as well my niche has always been social media but obviously that got massive and now my niche is education young people and you know the power of social media but um yeah digital skills or using digital it's just the freedom you know create you can create a website in a second a t-shirt website not even have any stock you know go and get and get it all printed and just have your t-shirt company rolling you know it's just powerful stuff and and real helping young people realize the power of digital is exactly what um we do at digilearning and yeah, why I love the digital space, because it doesn't matter where you come from, it's just where you're going to. And if you knock on enough doors and teach yourself enough um, information, people will start listening. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with it, especially now I'm trying to be more, you know, digitally, digitally competent. And I've just seen how it really does open a lot of doors of opportunities for you um, in terms of just like, I wanted to add in like networking, networking with people that are like likely minded people, you know, that's also an amazing thing. And like they can be from like all over the world. You can be learning from other people, having conversations with them, listening to to their insights. It is truly a powerful place to be. Um, you just got to look at it in in the right way. You got to look at it as, OK, there is opportunity for me to grow here you know um there is something for me to kind of learn it's not just for me to kind of 
just like waste my time you know scrolling through the feed you know what am I really consuming what is it what value is it you know adding onto my life and if it isn't adding any value onto your life then I think you got to think about the type of content that you're that you're consuming because we spend a lot of times on our phones a lot a lot of time um and it's like you can be spending that time to just learn about so many things like you 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 um use the example yourself like drop shipping there's so much out there so much out there and um and I think as young people we we like to be uh we're pretty like curious so like it gives us that opportunity to just find out about about things and get answers and and yeah it is an amazing place so I think um one should definitely kind of just really think about you know what we're doing and you know especially if you have a a goal you have a vision you have something that you want to do think about how you can use your phone your laptop to kind of make that come true because there is the space to do that um okay so i got one more question for you and it's the last one which is what would your message be to 18 year old lisa to um be me to like you know try not to um be shaded by the world around you that tells you not to do this and not to do that and um and follow your heart and uh yeah just keep on being you listen as well make sure you listen because one thing that a lot of us tend to do and me you know in particular is um not listen and sometimes it's just good to be quiet and to take it all in and just you know listen keep calm but yeah be you is really important because uh, the world does try to stamp a lot of people's creativity or make you think that you you're not fitting in or that you need to act a certain way to fit in and actually um the more you the more i am me the more i've shined and the more people have loved me for being me um and i think yeah it's really important that we keep on being us yeah that's that's a beautiful message and, and that's one that um i would give to my like my 15 year old 16 year old self because uh, a lot of the time we're trying to fit into a box but like why why are we trying to fit into it why are we trying to like change ourselves and the more that you just be yourself and you step into who you are the more I think happier you will you will kind of be because now you're not trying to you're not trying to put on a, a mask you're not trying to be somebody that you're not you like so like all of that energy is like it's going towards just being you so it's like more positive and not not negative and it's not draining you out so I think that's definitely a, a beautiful message to give thank you so much for that and thank you for speaking to me today um where can people connect with you and find out more about all the amazing work you are doing at did you learn it so you can either follow me on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn at Lisa Goodchild, or you can um, send me an email, lisa at digilearning.co.uk. And um, yeah, I'm happy to help in any way. Um, just reach out to me if you need a contact or if you think that I can give you a piece of advice. Um, I really do uh, want to help as many young people as possible. And yeah, please carry on believing in yourselves. Mm. Thank you so much for speaking to me today, Lisa. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode. Please do follow our social media handles. I will make sure to put mine and Lisa's in the description bar below. Bye now. Mm -hmm.